Over man Pete Smith, I think you'll find mm-hmm. back in the early 90s. If get this around the nation on Triple M, good morning, everybody. <laughs> I'd be Tony Martin, but we should oh. hold back on the applause. Okay. Oh. Because Ed's uh, had a big night in the theatre. He saw a 15 hour play, told me. It was uh, just amazing. So he said, Look, no applause this morning. I don't want to raise people's mm. expectations Fair enough. too high. So I'll just say it's me, Tony Martin. Yeah. Uh, we've got Richard Martin on the buttons. And who's that over there? Some sort of bawdy uh, toga bus. Yeah, I'm sure it was. 
It was it's a key moment in the play. Someone shouts out, all hail the beast. <laughs> That's what I find. You go along to the STC or the MCC, they hate it yeah. when you yell out, all hail the beast. <laughs> at a key point in the play. Why would they do well, that? Like for me, That's when the play's about to turn good. Exactly. That's, That's when, when you're hearing... <laughs> Somebody's having a birthday. <laughs> Somebody's having a birthday. <laughs> what you want to see at the theatre? No, no birthday announcement. But, uh, but it was look. It was it was classy. There, yeah. was, there was a man in a beret in the row I was sitting in. All right. Look, that is a lot of fingers thinking, Helmsley, and no. we haven't even got to the topic du jour. The topic you've been sizzling up at the top of the show. Well, I think the last six episodes. Yes, mate. What's happened with the bikini car wash what? in Melbourne and? And currently, the nude car wash in Brisbane. And the X-rated car wash in Canberra. Oh, that'll be next. I'll get this. Here, get this. On uh, your Melbourne radio, your Sydney radio, your Brisbane radio, your Adelaide radio on Triple M, I think, everybody. Uh, we were talking, well, last week about, uh, well, two stories. Firstly, the bikini car wash. <laughs> I mean, I just can't believe how our listeners target the big story. They do. This is what they want to hear more about. Yeah. And, of course, the nude car wash in Brisbane. Mm. Let's start in Melbourne because they were covering this on the uh, Channel 10 News in Melbourne. Last. News. And I love it when they have that thing where the newsreaders mm. are slightly outraged by it. Ah, yes. But they can't control what their cameramen shoot. Oh, and you know what the cameramen are like. Nobs. They just want to see dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point they're going after this break, the bikini car wash that's shocked Melbourneite and there's just a white screen. I'm going, is that, they forgot to put the film in and there's just a white screen and it pulls out and it's just a woman's ass. Yeah. And it's right in on the bikini <laughs> it's like a double O double five ad. <laughs> and then we've met the bloke oh, yeah. who's running Kitten's car wash guy, causing all the outrage. Hey, I think I might be related to him. His name is Tony Martino. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, this guy's got some great gear. You and a mustache? Well, you'd be the judge. We're ladies in bikinis washing cars, and we don't, we don't believe we're doing anything wrong. Glenara Council claims the car wash has too many workers washing at one time. Locals claiming it's verging on a pornographic public display. There's been a barrage, a constant stream of emails, of phone calls. From people wanting to know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to give Martino points. Tony Martino. He's taking on the council. He's done his research. Check out his argument. This is the same council that had books last weekend. A group of people having a kick to kick on a social uh, football, football, football ground. <laughs> He's right. Glenora <laughs> Council. He's right. The footy president. He's right. Were they bikini clad? <laughs> Not to think so. But how's it all going to end up? Kitten's management say they'll obey any orders imposed on them by authorities. But if one of those conditions is putting up a wall, then they'll consider going topless or even nude. <laughs> and then maybe just get rid of the car wash component completely. <laughs> so you have to you drive in and it, you know, walls off. Oh. The music's playing. Oh, yeah. Your car's getting a lap dance. Yeah. <laughs> you really care if it's polished. I mean, it's... Oh, really? Yeah, with some great footage. Hey, speaking of, uh, you know, erecting the wall around the, uh, ex- the car wash. Yeah. In Canberra, mm. a new car wash offering an X-rated slideshow and topless cleaning. Oh, right. So you're sitting in your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you need a slideshow if you've got the, uh, you know, the topless women? The what, Tone? The topless car wash uh, shareholders. Thank you very much. They're they're shareholders. They're shareholders. Well, I don't think our topless women not enough for 
I don't know, maybe uh, Weeping Woman up there. <laughs> Something like that. One of those extra prints because people might get a bit bored. Some Vermeer. No. Uh, well, listen, Tony, have you ever run a new car wash? No. no. Exactly. So just leave it to the experts. Leave right? it to Tony Martino. Yeah, leave it to Tony Martino. So anyway, they're saying that they can't stop, the police are saying they can't stop this thing. Mm. But they're saying we can't, we, we don't want any, the police said we don't want any traffic accidents caused by people looking at the girls instead of looking at the road. Right. So they're going to erect a wall, like you're saying, oh, like okay. the screen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the policemen said that he's been personally patrolling the site most days, and in the days that he can't get there, he's set up, he's set up a special CCV TV link <laughs> directly to his office, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> his office, which you can find on the internet <laughs> at redhotnorms.com. <laughs> But then, in Brisbane, there he is. We had Ian Caller, oh. our regular callers, and he said he works just around the corner. He reckons yeah. it's going to go. Now, see, I'd be picturing, like, uh, a giant car wash, yep. yeah. brushes, brushes, okay. equipment. Yeah. Uh, a thing you have to drive through, like, the tunnel of love kind of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely right. And, and machines you put your card into. At the very least, it's like one of the ones at a service station. Yeah. Where it's sure. a separate part of the service station. How would you describe that picture in the Courier Mail? I would describe it as a man who has painted the front of his garage white, put a massive picture of some norks on them, and written car wash above it. John, ready for business. Look at Oh, wow. Have a look at that guy. So, this is the new frontier for entrepreneurialism. Well, however you say it. Water restrictions? Well, what is this? That's a business. That's a successful business model you're looking at. We roll recycled water, and it went asked about it. He said, yeah, no, I got the new car wash down in the garage. Got me 30,000-seat stadium set up in the front room. And I got me uh, me bedroom, which doubles as a women's-only gym. There's not much equipment in there, but there's plenty of high shelves to reach up and grab things from. There's probably no water here at all. Just be miming. <laughs> and probably people without cards. And he got on a bicycle. <laughs> and him sitting there going, <laughs> trying to make washing noises. Look at that. Well, they're springing up all over. Please let us know if because we want to get the nude car wash map going. It's a good idea on the website, mm. and you know if you find Lonely Planet guy a uh, nude car wash operating in any state, call us up and uh, from his balcony. You <laughs> 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 just come over, have a watch if you want, and our producer will fit you up with a can of genuine fine <laughs> Indian snatcher. Now. We haven't been talking theatre enough. You went to the theatre last night. Can we sizzle it? Because it needs yeah. one more little bit of prep. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. This prep or boarding. This is going to be dull. <laughs> We're going highfalutin again as we visit the theatre next on Get This. Wing is here, Triple M, and, uh, you know, people have been calling in about uh, bikini car washes. Have they? It's the topic that seems to fascinate our listenership. Apparently, Marto on the page in Brisbane yes. went along, or either a friend of his went along. I can't remember which one. Oh, Marto. Anyway, full details on that show. Really? If you're up there. But uh, see, JB, our friend who's coming on in the uh, from the Melbourne cage in the uh, AFL footy show, etc., etc., yes. in the next hour. Mm. I think he's done some filming out of here. Has he just? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's tripped the light fantastic. Is <laughs> for television or just for his own? Oh, no, no, no. It's just for his own body of work. Personal <laughs> library. Uh, at our place, we, of course, watch EastEnders. Uh, my wife watches it. I have to tell you, but can you cue up that clip there from today? Because... 
Another thing that fascinates our listeners is the concept of the turducken. Ah, yes. This is where you get an animal, stuff it inside another animal, and then you stuff that animal inside another animal, and so on and so on. Like delicious. The record is 19. Okay. You reckon we can go more than that? Well, I saw a, uh, a picture of a kid that had gone out and shot a 475 kilo yeah, pig. Yes, in America. Yeah, and he said that the, he, he's very sad, this kid, because he said that he, his quote was, I'll probably never shoot anything that big again. <laughs> Poor little thing. Oh, it's all down. It's got nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. And how big was it? It was like about the size of 2.4 metres. Wow, it's like a double-decker bus. It was a double-decker. Imagine what you could get in there. So that could be the basis of a world record-breaking to a duck. You could mm. walk things in there. <laughs> it, it could be like it's a showroom. It's like no, it's not. You could get to almost anything in there and then just close up the back end. So... <laughs> See all the excess. <laughs> and then we want to get it down to a single P, which our listeners then say you can inject with honey. Like, is that a, that's a food stuff. That's a, uh, no, it's definitely a food stuff. It's the only food stuff that never goes off, Rich. Mm-hmm. And uh, perhaps what we could do is ask what, if, you know, have the delightful listeners if they want to have uh, a video of injecting peas with honey on YouTube. <laughs> why not? And you can infuse the honey with a special something. What that is? Some sort of flavour. smoke it. There we go. So that's even inside the honey. Yeah. Something else. There you go. Wow. Okay. Well, just to show you, it's not just us. This was on EastEnders last night. I've got salmon, uh, trout. I've even got a bird within a bird within a bird. A what? Well, that's a chicken inside a duck inside a turkey. Lovely it is, apparently. Okay, so we'll keep you up to date on the uh, the cavalry per duck, and as we'll now call it. Let's do it. Uh, but what about your highfalutin proper theatre? You were at the theatre last night, Ed. Oh, I loved it. I love, you know, it, it's great to see all of that stuff. Mm. Uh, I say go to theatre if you're listening. Sure. You know? That's what I say. Why are we bringing this up again? Oh, sorry. Uh, well, because it's a scam. It's a bit of a scam, though. Well, we had, we had plans to go and see a film together. Yeah, Rich and I had plans to go see a movie. Really? Some of us came out work. <laughs> what happened? Knocked up. It was quite similar, actually, to some of the theatre that you saw last night. Really? Yeah, the new uh, Who film. Who you go with? I just went by myself. That was the sad thing. Because as well as you, you stood me up. Yeah. So I had to do that sad thing of asking asking around to see who would want to go to the house. Asking Because I had a spare ticket. How'd you go? Well, I just spent 45 minutes in intensity by myself playing Tom Crisis 4. The question being, how old is it? It's too old for a man by himself to be playing uh, video games in intensity. Right. Bone topic. Bone topic. Did you just hang around the air hockey, just holding one of the things, wondering if anyone wants to play you with? Well, it's a, weird, it's a weird look when there's a lone man on those horsey it's games. So serious. <laughs> <laughs> playing whack-a-mole by himself. I'd just like to point out, he does have an incredibly hot girlfriend. Yeah. Somehow. How? Somehow. I don't know. Uh, anyway, Rich. Uh, Okey-dokey. Theatre. It's a scam because it was like 75 big ones, Tone. Right. How much is season three of The Wire? Uh, 24.95 at JB Hi-Fi, but I'm told yeah. it's sold out. Okay, so this is what I'm saying. I could have got three of those. That's hours and hours of entertainment. Not to say that the play wasn't fantastic. Yeah. However, Tone, yes. it's nowhere near as big as, big a scam. Right. as a play which I've just heard about has opened in England. Really? And we know. Really? And we now cross... Oh. Bl- we're, we're crossing live to England. We're now crossing live to London's West End and the opening night of a brand new play. 
some years ago. Oh, okay. Sure, man. I don't know if he wants to be boiled inside a pig and then placed inside a wild boar, etc., etc. People are getting into the... He's going to need something. He's behind in the polls. Yeah. Hasn't it all come good, though, with uh, Rudd's missus? No, I don't think that's sticking. Yeah, not sticking. He's not sticking. Yeah, once we get the beat. He needs to dress up as Rudd's missus <laughs> and go on a bit of a rampage. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire stuff. Oh, Miss Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it is. What about our new uh, podcast? It's up to date. Is this, uh, oh, I've lost count, I think it's 88. Oh. It's Fleetcast 2, that's oh, what it is. Fleetcast 2. The first uh, time that uh, one of our regulars has got a second. Not since Speed 2. Has no. there been a more anticipated sequel? <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. Mm. It's more exciting than Speed 2. For it's really? It moves faster than Speed right. 2. The boat! What's in it? What's in it? What were they thinking? I know. It looks stationary most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> People sort of like moving out of the way of water that's being splashed from a bucket on them. No sense of perspective. No dice. No dice, Rich. What's on the podcast? It's Greg Fleet talking about jumper pants. Good on you, Greg. The craze that is, uh, well, oh, look, I should also mention that the most controversial segment we've ever done is on there. Which animal would you steal from the zoo? Really had us ripped off air, yeah, yeah. My animal lovers. Yeah. Uh, but let's get on with the show. And I thought today, 
we tend to piss around with the music. Yep. Let's just make it sound like a proper radio show here at Triple M. It's Lincoln Park here at Give This on Triple M. And Ed, I think it's yeah. time for a serious message about the dangers of drugs from our Prime Minister. We no longer romance in the stupid idea that you can uh, take them no, no, no. without it having any harmful effects. We now realise the enormous contribution that no, no, no. abuse has made to the uh, level of mental illness in this country. Uh, this is the first time you've heard gear this. I can't really explain that. Yeah, where do we start? <laughs> People just love hearing the Prime Minister mispronounce marinara. Oh, man. Okay. What are we going to do if he loses? What are we going to do? Oh, it's going to be a nightmare for a comedian. It's terrible. It's been so good. I just realised, someone pointed out to me the other day that uh, I've been doing that Sean Howard voice I do yeah. for 21 years. How sad is that? 86 or 87? That is stronger than you've been with your wife. <laughs> oh, you might best not bring that up. Uh, no, that's true. Gee, that's, that's a sad truth. Isn't it? How long have I been with him? Longest relationship you've ever had. I've been with John Howard longer than I've been with anybody else. It's instilled a coughing fit into Mr. Cavalier. Sandwiched down the wrong way? Yes, spinach, some rogue spinach. <laughs> Maybe it's time to go a climbing. <laughs> Watching Big Brother, mate. I think it's on the way out. Really? I don't think. It's, I don't think it's looking good. How about Travis? Surely Travis has turned things around. Is he still in there? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's still in there. I'm not the authority. No. Well, why not? I think that Big Brother is wobbling. It's not as exciting as the wobbling. Wobbling. Yeah. Wobbling says Marsland. That's the official term for it. In case you don't know who Travis is, who's this little fella? That's little white Yes. Yeah. So are you single or are you, you're married? Yeah. Single it's been a bloody big day. Why are you happy to lay back in the old banana here and just chill? <laughs> and everyone's getting on to that. Or maybe it was Travis and the ending every word in O. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? I don't know. That's somebody, Nick, somebody says the <laughs> We've got a big round of applause here for Nicky Hamilton. Are we allowed to mention this? Because we've got him this morning and uh, yeah. Richard Marsland said, you know, oh, I had a big night. Yeah. I went and saw Knocked Up. Yeah. And then our producer goes, yeah, well, I am Knocked Up. Well done. Well done. Team Hamilton. All involved. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a team of writers. No, there's the guy on the ultrasound. There's a team of writers. An EP, you know. <laughs> Boom guy? Nikki is now our own Sir Duncan. 
<laughs> has a baby in yeah. well, I think everyone's getting in on the act. Yeah, everyone wants to be at the duck and that. So it's, that's commitment, Nicky. Congratulations. Great idea. It's a great idea for a contest. People put stuff in themselves <laughs> and in photos. Yeah, see? Okay. No, bad idea. For Listen back to yourself, Ben Devil. Bad idea. Listen to what you say. Bad idea. We're what, still talking Big Brother. What a great... No, but I'm just thinking. Yeah. What a great twofer it's going to be for Nicky Hamilton. Mm-hmm. First, a child on the way. Mm-hmm. Secondly, Will Arnett on the way. Oh, to the studios oh. and get this Friday week. We're oh, hoping right. Job from yeah. Arrested Development oh, is coming in. All the Job fans are behind oh. Jude has uh, a to say hey, Arrested hey. Development has a great commentary, mm. especially the ones with Joe. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, this isn't some highfalutin show we're talking no. about. Coles. Yeah. They sell it now at Coles. It's caught on. Yeah, the on. network tried to kill it. No. The people got behind it. Bang. It's at the supermarket. Bang. And hopefully uh, Joe himself will be with us next Friday. Uh, Big Brother, are we talking about TV cameos today? What's well, the this idea? Oh, was this because of the bloke who was on every channel last night? Yeah, there's some guy that was on a few channels, wasn't he? Yeah. He was on the rich list. Mm-hmm. And then if you switched over, he was on uh, one versus a hundred, and switched over. He's doing the weather on the ABC. Yeah, right, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. And doing some gardening on the community television station as well. It's all over the shop, yeah. like Richard Marsler. Fantastic! Yeah. I'm the king of all media. I did switch over <laughs> once from uh, Rome, where I think you were uh, probably getting about my kilt. Had your genitals pixelated. That's it. Flipped over there. You were on community TV as the prop. Fantastic. All bases covered. What a mogul. What a mogul. What a mogul you are. But, you know, is, is this leading to what have you been in? Yeah. Because we do talk about the big name. Yeah. What, what about people standing up the back? Exactly. What about the, the small things? You know, were you up the back drinking a milkshake in the in the diner of Home and Away? Me? No. <laughs> oh, right. I looked at you, but I was addressing you. I, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> You know, because there was a guy in the play yesterday. Uh, there was a guy in the audience of the play. And a few mobile phones went off oh, during the first half. How does that happen? It's, I think they would just forget. They just go, oh, yeah, right. And then no one answered it, but it's like quite an emotional bit. <laughs> and a guy stood up during the interval and went, okay, everyone, um, oh, can you just, like, turn your mobile phones over? And then he got, like, a round of applause. And the little guy is nice. I was so happy with himself. Did he jump up for the old course? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Come on. Well, he was, I've always wanted to say that. congratulated by men in berets. He's well reviewed this morning. Yeah, he did actually. Yeah, it was two and a force, they said. Try output. Yeah. All right, so we're saying, what have you been in? Up yeah. the back. I mean, uh, I think I've talked about all mine on the show. Yeah. Oh, I was in a Japanese Domino's commercial. First job I ever had. Yeah, me right. and uh, me and uh, Rashad from Headland, who, who now features in the in a Jessica Simpson video clip. <laughs> so he's done all right, and I played uh, Chandler from Friends. So uh, that's true. Cop that. But Japanese and Japanese audiences, none the wiser. They'd be going, "Oh, that's Matthew Perry. Just one of you, Matthew Perry." So I'm inflating. He's down again. Now he's in Cavalier. He'll be anything. He didn't get that guy. All right. Uh, I mean, I made my first TV appearance with Richard Wilkins. As he was known, Richard Wilde on uh, New Zealand TV, 1979, came third in the school filmmaking competition. That's pathetic. Surely you can go better than that. In South Australia, they had a show called Hey Hey It's Saturday, which was actually a a morning cartoon show. Because Hey Hey It's Saturday, for some some reason, wasn't on in South Australia for quite a few years, especially during my childhood. Um, so, um, uh, so the, the, it was a morning, Saturday morning uh, cartoon show. With and not Daryl or? No, it was with Robin Ronfeld and Joey Moore and Winky Dink. And also, uh, so what I did, they had, they had a, uh, a Winky special competition with little uh, puppet uh, duck that uh, has a very cute laugh. 
voiced by Wendy Patchink. I think you might want to play that anti-drugs message again. <laughs> You've been on the Mariana. And uh, they had an art competition, and you could draw your favourite movie star. Mm-hmm. How obscure is this? I sort of lifted. <laughs> and this is pre-McConaughey. Yeah. Who's he going with? I was inspired by more Drucker and Mad Magazine and the Rocky parody. I sent him a picture of Burt Young. Who plays Holly in the Rocky film? How old were you? I was about eight years old. <laughs> yeah, that's the Burt Young demographic. <laughs> and I won. And I won. Yeah, and I rolled up to reception and they didn't have the prize ready. They had to run out and buy me a board game. You beat the four year old who sent in a picture of Eve Montag. <laughs> Why are you getting Richard Barr? I don't understand. I was on a kids show once. I had to come in. My mum was doing something with the Commonwealth. No, the Olympics bid for Brisbane. As if. Right? <laughs> anyway. So I had to go on as like a cute kid in a t-shirt riding, uh, riding a big bird. <laughs> Not big bird, but another bird. As if we'd just flown in from Athens or something to try and get the bid. And mum's like, just go on and be nice. Go on and be nice. I went on. And then I saw the bright lights and stuff like that. And I started to cry. And the bird, I think the bird looked at me, so I kicked him in the ass. <laughs> and the bird was dead from that moment <laughs> on. We didn't get to go. Wow. Yeah. Didn't get the Olympics. So they got that. that nude car wash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many, I just should point out, while we're talking here, Cecilia is constantly taking calls from people with... No cases. No, consumer information. All right. Janie called from the Gold Coast near Movie World. There's a drive-through bottle shop where bikini-clad ladies uh, yeah. wash your windscreen while you yeah. wait. Yeah. The booze. <laughs> but Lee Call, he says, uh, you know, this visit, because is it 80 bucks, the new car? I'm not sure. He goes, it's cheaper to get your car detailed and then go to the strippers. And he's just 75 bucks. <laughs> so he's an economic realist. <laughs> he's all that more north, north per dollar. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, contributing <laughs> to our ongoing <laughs> consumer <laughs> comparison of okay. new car washes around Australia. That's not what we're talking about. We want to know, what have you been in? Yeah, TV appearances. The mm. pissier, oh, the better. One triple three five three. Chris Isaac. Baby, friend of bad, bad thing. One of the great rock videos. I think you're following it. <laughs> Here it gets this on Triple M. Brought to you by the Nissan Navara. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dicky day, if you could. <laughs> Mr. Marland, uh, 13353 is the number to call with your TV cameo. Who's made one? Hey, Ben. Hey, how you going, guys? Mate, we're excellent. What were you in? Made a movie called Race the Sun. Oh, you got me there, mate. I, I can't remember. I was just an extra in the grandstand, and there was a... a Pan across there, and I had my Ren and Stimpy hat on, and they zoomed in on Ren and Stimpy. Oh, <laughs> did well they? Was it in the film? Did you yeah. see? I, I'd never seen it for years, and um, I kept all the memorabilia, and then you know, did oh. stuff flat, you know, it's going for a car wash. It's one of Ed's fans. He's eating while he's not here. Being attacked. Yeah. Okay, now you can see out of space. You're being choked by one of the uh, people at the car wash. Thank, thank you, Ben. All right, that just speaks to you. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that's a movie. Yeah, but it's a Jim Belushi movie. Yeah, so that's fair enough. It's pretty busy. for TV. Hi, Dean. Hi, how you going? Great, man. What were you in? I was uh, I was an altar boy on Mess for You at Home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you have to do? I think we had to uh, uh, bring the bread and the wine to the to the priest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Did you get to turn the letters so they could? Is it Corinthian? <laughs> 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 <la
No, I think it was the Book of Job at the time. So. Uh, and uh, Michael, how long were you uh, doing that for, Dean? Uh, that was just a one-off. One-off? Yeah, just a one-off. You, got, you got boned after that, did you? <laughs> yeah. let you go. Yeah, the priest boned me after. No, but no, come on. The thing you Nixon got the gig. Yes, it's good, though. <laughs> she is good. Okay. That's pretty good, but can we go pissier? Thanks, uh, thanks, Dean. Hi, Wayne. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Great, mate. What were you on? Uh, been on a couple of things. We're on our um, on Good Morning Australia for our school's 125th anniversary. <laughs> I once had to drop an ice cream onto Harold's head in Neighbours. But off a footbridge. Off a small footbridge. And what was the uh, why? Lasseter's yard, if you remember it before it was burnt down 50 times. Yeah, Lasseter's yard, and it had the uh, the kind of little bridge thing going over the over the pond. That's kind of deal. Not the not the pond footbridge. The small footbridge that led off the side that went down towards the school and the hospital, the fake hospital, obviously. Sorry, above him, he had to you know land the cop the ice cream. What was his reaction when it hit him? I believe back then it was the manager was involved, and I remember our role was to drop the ice cream, giggle, and sort of run stage right. And yeah, I think he wrote a wrote a letter to the council and a new car wash. Okay. Okay, when the ice cream's going to hit him in the head and you run off giving him enough time to harump and bluff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you can go bigger, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty good. Who's going next? Uh, Ooh, that's nice. the Daleks, nice. apparently. Fuck <laughs> you, there. Yeah. And uh, what were you on? I was on uh, an episode of Perfect Match. <laughs> <laughs> And she matched once, uh, one one match with uh, each of us, and uh, fortunately I didn't get the uh, the prize. But uh, fortunately, uh, yeah, well, yeah, more fortunately. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I did get up. I was the perfect match computed by Dexter. Yeah. Oh, really? And and I uh, scored a, a a fantastic set of Ray-Ban sunglasses. Ah, uh, Ray, have you still got the footage? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I say it to my kids all the time. Yeah, give them some respect. Now, uh, all right. Perfect match by Dexter. And Dexter was always right, wasn't he? You know what? That's a moral victory, Mark. That's the moral victory. Circa, circa 1989 with Cameron Butter and uh, Kerry Friend. Oh, Kerry Friend. So it's post-Ebbing Newsom, free Unky from Sweden. <laughs> Let's have one more, Mr. Cavalier. Susie, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Excellent, and uh, what were you in? Um, I was in an ad on TV uh, for the um, New South Wales uh, Police community ad where um, there was a guy that had um, a deed in the gutter and I asked him what he'd taken. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was in a mono ad. What the, wait a second, who were you in the police ad? Um, that was probably um, back in about... Um, you know, what was your character, though? Were you the person ODing in the gutter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, no. <laughs> and what, uh, how did you prepare for the role, Susie? Um, I was just a bit off joke. Oh, right. And my enough. nephew was actually, um, he pledged double in um, Ned Kelly. Oh, who? Um, he pledged double? Yeah. Did he have to do that fight thing with Russell Gilbert? Sorry? Well, Russell Gilbert told us he nearly blew his pledges. Head off during a fight <laughs> with him. Yeah, that should be the double. 
with not a shred of dignity attached. Oh, oh that, that's, that's not a lot of the military. Somebody having sex with a dwarf? That's a level I hope to have Dignity. Only dream. Not required. Are you going to, you know, keep the gear on after the show and maybe pop down to that gay pub Gay pub in Melbourne. Mm. Have we got a clip? I think uh, the manager of the gay pub oh. explaining himself. Mr. McFeely proved the influx of hen knights and curious men upset his venue's all important balance. The future of Ireland, perhaps, is that you wait for the school of barristers or lawyers and a couple of dozen drag queens which you walk through that venue. Now, don't tell me that must be that thing wouldn't change. I don't think it'd change at all. Oh. It'd be business as usual as long as they had some cocaine. Yep. It'd be fine. Barristers <laughs> would be great with that. What about the rules, though? They've got the rules published out the front, whether you're allowed in or not. And the one I love is, you're not welcome in here unless you're prepared to be hit on by a man. What sort of rules? You don't go to your local pub where men and women are happily mixing and go, well, you're not allowed in here unless, as a woman unless the bloke's allowed to have a crack at you <laughs> right. between now and when you leave. There's been an outrage. How is it, Richard? You've been down there. I have actually, I have actually been to that pub. The bill. Because uh, I went with a, uh, a gay friend of mine, and we went with a couple of women, but women aren't allowed in there either. Oh, okay. oh, so the bouncer literally says, not in that anatomy. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, look at you go. It's very odd. It's very, I've never seen that before. But it's also, uh, is it a ban on heterosexuals? Yes, sir. So does that mean that you have to prove yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you, I think, think there's there. Right. Yeah. See, I'm I think there's like an obstacle course. I'm accused of being gay at most pubs. Of sporting knowledge, <laughs> so I would probably just get in anyway. Really, it'd be furious. <laughs> That's the thing. See, James, I'm one of these people who's grown up not being good at sports and constantly been accused of being gay as a result of that. And you're always, I, from my side of the fence, I'm looking across and all I'm seeing is men showering together, yeah. uh, whipping each other with towels. It seems like the gayest old business in the world, you sport. You know, where the, the only place that you and I differ, Tony, is I grew up being really good at sport and still am, I'm accused of being gay uh, on a daily basis. Really? I've got my fourth child on the way. I don't know how I can stamp it out. Ed, I'm, there, I'm just running with it. Till you get to five, man. Yeah. <laughs> you get to five, that, that cloud's going to hang over you, Bryce. You're fine for the peel. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got a story coming up about bad teammate behaviour that will put me in the gun category forever. Look at this, a guest who's self-sizzling. Thank you very much, Grace Kelly, here at Get This on Triple M. James Brayshaw from our Melbourne office is sitting in today with Talk Sports. We'll get back to sports in a moment. Movies. I know you're a movie buff, James. What have you seen lately? Well, I saw because my son's bought it, the old transporter, the first one. The transport, the original, and it's a cracking movie. I'd forgotten it. One of those ones that I watched when it first came out, yeah. and then I actually haven't seen it for five or six years or however long. And, you know, when Jay's my oldest son, Jonathan, 13, turning 13 July, so he's starting to get into those ripping movies. Yeah. Right. So he got it from Video Easy. I don't know where they stumble across the twenty nine ninety five. It could have been yes, out the front. <laughs> but anyway, he's brought a responsible teenager though. They've got thirty bucks, yeah. and they've got they've decided not to make glove guns and go shoot at <laughs> with their thirty bucks. They're going to get a DVD. Exactly. 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 Very well, nice. It was for him to watch, and I then caught it on you know All the right. next time he decided to run it around. 
but a ripping, a uh, transplant. This is true. It's not a joke. I had a Scottish friend film editor that recommend uh, that film to me. He's going, seen the transplant, and I'm thinking he's talking about transporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took about three minutes to actually sort that out. Transporter. Transporting. No. <laughs> I don't know what his name is in the movie. I should remember Richie probably. Anyway, his character name, but whatever it is, he is a well hard unit. Like you can have your Jason Bourne. And you can have your, you know, bloke off 24. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, hey, this bloke. Who's the wussiest? Uh, yeah, I find Orlando Bloom. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's 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 to be. How's he going to be a pirate? He would have been stabbed in the yeah. face with a bottle the yeah. first day he got on that boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leonardo brings very little to the table. Really? Oh, as far as hard, man. Corey Feldman, very little. I hear the Corys are getting back together. There's something to do Living together and for a reality television show. So do you think I get out of the movies enough, son? The last movie I've seen one that's about nine years old. Yeah, nine years ago. But you've seen them all with the kids. And how many four kids? Yeah, four coming up, three of them. Right. And Nicky Hamilton, of course. Another one. So congratulations, Nick. Unfortunately, nobody actually on here to get this. this you promised you were going to have some kids for the show. Oh, we'll have that coming along. We'll do it as a promotion. But I know, I know, and you guys might not know this, but uh, James Brayshaw is a massive Dangerfield fan. Yeah, Are you a Dangerfield yes. fan? Yeah. Huge Caddyshack man. Oh, yeah, 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 you got the kids on the Caddyshack, yeah. or would they not find that impressive? No, they it? love Caddyshack. They've, uh, they've been the disciples of Caddyshack. I also like Thornton Mellon uh, version oh, of Dangerfield oh. as well, when he did that stupid Triple Lindy. Remember the dive when oh, he went to school? That was fantastic. When he went and had an interview with Dean Martin. That's right. Right. And it was easy money. And Ladybug. Ladybug was coaching the soccer. Yeah, it's just downhill. I didn't think that was great. Was all well, yeah. see, our listeners have got behind the idea of editing Rodney Dangerfield yeah. into old films. Mm-hmm. Have you got an example of that here? Yeah. 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 People got behind that idea. I wondered when respect was going to come in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just waiting. Sandy Phillips is waiting for it. So, how old are these kids of yours? Like, what? 13, as I said, nearly 13, 10, and George is only 18 months. But I want to ask you this question because yeah. it, uh, given that you don't have kids, I reckon you'll be coming at this from the right angle. Talked about Borat before. Yeah. Should my older two, who have asked me daily for the last six months, be allowed to watch Borat, do you think? Yes. I think they're, they're of an age? Yeah. What about the nude fight? What oh. a 10-year-old seeing. Yeah. yeah. It is, well, there's yeah. a lot of black squares, but there's <laughs> yeah. oh, <laughs> a bit of plum work at one point. Plum's out. See, I wouldn't have been allowed to see that in my day, but I'm assuming... Because we, we weren't even allowed to watch the Hill Show. Yeah. No. Uh, I remember my mum just turned off Carry On Columbus <laughs> one day, which I was yeah. going to watch. Because there was some innuendo about a boat getting motored, <laughs> and I didn't really get it. She went, right, that's it. And that was the end of it. Yeah. But so maybe, surely if you say no, they're just going to watch it on the YouTube anyway. Well, I, must, see I must admit, I had my suspicions when Henry, the 10-year-old, said to me the other day, <laughs> you know what happens, Dad? You know what happens? And I said, yes, I do, because I've seen the movie. I'm very confident you don't know what happens, though, because you haven't seen it yet. He said, all right, I haven't seen it. But he goes and has a poo and then brings it out to bed. He <laughs> 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 was so bummed. He wanted to see it. Oh, Didn't, yeah. Didn't that happen in Gandhi? I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
opening, <laughs> opening scene of Gandhi. I think that's where he got it. Well, I can't answer that one. That's too much pressure on me. Yeah. I don't know. I just would imagine that they've probably already seen yep. it, James. Yep. And talk through all the gags. So they might have just seen it. All right, that's enough movie talk, I think. Okay. We've got to seriously talk about sports. Yeah. And in particular... Teammates behaving badly. Oh, yeah. James has got some stories in that regard. That'll be next. We'll get this. There's been a barrage, a constant stream of emails, of phone calls. People are very concerned. And if they're upset, well, I'm upset. With his huge pulling power around the nation, let's get this on Triple M from our Melbourne office. James Brayshaw is here, yeah. giving us a chance to, for once, talk properly about sports. What's your topic here, Gavily? Teammates behaving badly. Oh, why? Uh, and this is because a, uh, a, a friend of mine, a girl, a hot person, yeah. uh, she met a, a footballing type, an <laughs> AFL footballer. James <laughs> already laughing. And uh, he, he went to visit her. And he, but he arrived, and, and they, they met out at the bar, and they were going, you know, so very nice. She thought it was a date. But he showed up with six of his friends. Oh, there we are. And, uh, you know, so they started, you know, getting together a little bit. But she said it was quite weird because throughout the night, he made out with three of his football mates and then kind of ignored her. And then at the end of the night, went, all right, well, let's go home. And she's like, you've been kissing blokes. Oh, really? They're my teammates, man. You know, that's nothing. Wow. And she she just quit. And she said, I like him, but I just don't know how many blokes he's going to kiss when we go out. I don't know how many I can put up with. What style of behaviour is that? So they, they went from the North Melbourne football. No, 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 no. Probably pretty tame in Cavalry. Really? Surely you've heard much worse stuff than that, James. Well, I will, and I think uh, Richard, the great Richard Marlin may have alluded you all to this uh, particular. Uh, and it doesn't paint me in a great light, I've got to say. But I was playing, I was selected to play in the Australia, uh, West Australian under 19 team in 1985. Okay. I was playing cricket. Yep. And I was the captain. So mm-hmm. over we went, we were staying at the University of New South Wales campus. Yes. And the first night we get there, and we all got a little excited, Tony, because the first game wasn't for another three days. And so we went down the rubbery and started giving it right. <laughs> Good. Anyway, we sort of got to about 12 and thought, well, we really shouldn't spend any more time here. So we went back. Yeah. And my room was sort of, everyone just piled in there. There ended up being about eight or nine, maybe ten of us in there. <laughs> so we're looking around, ten blokes in a room. Okay. And one brain surgeon, and I don't know who it was, <laughs> came up with the idea. Michael I'm just wondering how. <laughs> no, he was a little bit older than me. I'm just wondering how I'm going to say this. Yeah, okay. But anyway, the, the, he said, right, 20 bucks in. So we've all gone 20 <laughs> There's 200 bucks in the middle. Yeah. Now, this is 1985. Oh, okay. an earlier time. Yeah. And I'm a 19-year-old, 18-year-old man. I've never had 200 bucks in the hand in my life. Oh, wow. And there it is sitting on the table. That money was up for grabs for whichever man could get his manhood performing. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. We then proceeded without batting an eyelid tone to just pants off. And away we went, all ten of us. You know, it never occurred to me how badly, yeah, how this must look for someone from outside. All I did was just look at this pile of money and think, I want that to be mine. <laughs> and the fury when I couldn't perform, I just got to know. 200 bucks. <laughs> at the time this was going on, I was in the amateur theatre. <laughs> and nothing like that ever happened. It's so butch. It's so butch now, the amateur theatre. Can't generally stay on. Mate, and who won? Okay, this is the thing. No one. No, no one. Five minutes later, we all had to own up to each other. <laughs> Take our own 
Kevin Quinney out and put it in the book. Surely. I was trying to think of my girlfriend at the time. Then I was trying to think of my mate's girlfriends. Any thought I could get in my head to try and get something. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't someone have popped out and had a bit of the ugly dark grey stiffy spray? Oh, oh, there we go. So fast acting on Richard Barslett. <laughs> I needed it for a 200 bucks as mine. All right. I think we've given a pretty good example here. Oh. I don't think we're going to be able to top that. I mean, have you ever been in a sporting team of any kind? Uh, indoor cricket. Really? Wild times. Great. I played for this team for all, all year. I played uh, 12 games for this indoor cricket team. We made it all the way through to the finals. And I was about 14 years of age, and they were all a bit older than me. This is very sad. They called me up the night of the grand final and said, don't worry about it coming by. Uh, we've got someone else to take your oh, place for the grand final. Oh, oh, you're not ringing. That's really? bad behaviour. They win or lose. Uh, they won. Oh, and they they won. Won. Oh, even more. Everyone pants off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie, I'm assuming you've never been in a sporting scene? Oh, no, really. No. You should have, man. No. To build like that, you've got yeah. sportsmen written all over. Well, I, I got forced into basketball uh, when I was in high school. So yes. I just had to stand under the ring and sort of get elbowed. By yeah. smaller men than myself. Well, <laughs> he's trying to read Lyndon Moulton's film, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. And then I played, you know, I, I used to goalkeep for my university. I used to goalkeep yeah. for Sydney University when I was there. Mm-hmm. But I left uh, one morning because it was Sunday. It was raining. We are in the middle of nowhere. And I thought yeah. there's got to be an easier way to meet girls. Uh, so the next day I went and auditioned and successfully, James, oh. won the role of God in my very first play called Three of Life, which was a four-hour epic, hey. which we did outside. And that task party, James, Ed, got some action. Oh, right, there we go. There <laughs> go. That's what I'm saying. That's fantastic. And I was briefly involved in the game of badminton. Because it was a Warsia versus tennis. I could actually pick up the racket. Was it any good? I was actually quite good at badminton. But there were only five of us playing, I think. Well, I guess a lot of Asians. Uh, no. Do they tend to dominate the game of Indonesia No, it was uh, me and the four Wussia guys and me from school. And then right. we just realised it was, as I said before, more fun to not go, just stay home and phone the badminton centre, <laughs> just so the woman could say, Badman Admin. <laughs> she always did, no matter how many times you called of an afternoon. This is way off the topic. Bad teammate behaviour. You must have been in a sports team at some point. Bad behaviour from your colleagues. We want to hear about it. And do we have cans of Heinz Indian Snatcher for everybody? Yes, we do. <laughs> Look at this show go. <laughs> the home of the prize king. Call now with teammates behaving badly. One triple three five three. John Mellencamp, Jack and Diane, it's kiss this on football. We're talking teammates behaving badly. Do we have any stories that have been cleared by the lawyers? This is, uh, wow. Okay, let's just get started. Hi, Steve, how are you? Uh, g'day, guys. Uh, what happened? Uh, look, Jim will appreciate this, and he's probably heard it before himself. Um, playing a uh, state grade final at Albert Park uh, Squash Centre. Uh, cold night. End of the game, everyone goes into the communal showers, and I walk up very close, which is not to be done at a male communal shower, very close to a mate, uh, having a conversation with him under the hot steam, kissing on his leg the entire (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Norman Spence. Mr. Beasley, thanks for joining me. Very good to be with you, Tony. Now, I understand you've got an exciting new policy. Yes. Well, let's hear it. When the Australian Labor Party is elected at the next election, mm. what we're going to do is yeah. increase taxes. Increase taxes? That's, but... that's the undertaking. I'm sorry, maybe I'm not hearing you right. Well, what we've said today, just to make this absolutely clear, is that mm. we're going to yep. increase taxes. But you've been talking about tax reform. So, obviously, by definition, yeah. we're going to Re increase taxes. Right, that's your idea of tax reform. The number one tax reform would be mm. increased taxes. This is the first thing you're going to do. It's not a bad starting point. <laughs> it's an unusual economic philosophy. Well, it's nice to have an economic philosophy discussion, Tony, but yeah. what we're going to do is yeah. increase taxes. Right, this is your big plan. Frankly, it's the easiest thing to do. It's the cheapest thing to do. Increase taxes. Yes. But in the past, you've always talked about lowering them. I think that that's where we've massively dropped the ball over the last decade. Better yes. to increase taxes. But there are so many taxes as it is. And they're going up. <laughs> what were you smoking when you thought of this idea? Enjoy. Right. Well, that raises a few questions. The question is, what is the quality of life? Sure. Uh, Mr Beasley, if I could ask a personal question. Yes. I understand you like to get around your offices in the nutty. That's absolutely what I'm into. Right. You walk around nude in front of your staff. Yeah, well, I, I must say, I, I have from time to time. That must be confronting for them. And it's particularly tough on women. I'll bet. They been treated shamefully. What's the psychology behind that? Well, I'm not an analyst, Tony. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but you have been telling the story about how you sat on a stapler and it disappeared. I've been talking about that pretty consistently for the last year and a half. It must be uncomfortable. The blockage is there. Well, why don't you remove it? It's not the priority. I must say, I've tried to fit a stapler up my ass and it's not easy. You want to put it the other way around. Okay. Uh, do you think this will affect your performance as leader? We won't get that performance until yes. we increase taxes. Right. But getting back to the stapler, are you saying a man with a stapler up his ass can be Prime Minister. What I'm effectively saying is that I am experienced enough to handle all the unexpected things that come into you when you are Prime Minister. Well, there you have it, Australia. A Prime Minister with a stapler up his arm. All I'm saying, uh, Tony, is this. I have the experience to do it and therefore I will be in the position to do it. I'm sure you will. It's particularly tough on me.